This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are here with the biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur. I am back to that introduction. Us is Prashant Sareen, co-director and producer of some wonderful television shows and a giant among men in television production. My name is Abhinandan Sekri. And today, this Chandra Chokri will be taking you to the state of Jammu and Kashmir, or should I say, the former state of Jammu and Kashmir. That's yes, true. You, you can say former or present, but the time when we went there, it was Jammu and Kashmir, which included Ladakh. So that is what we will be referring it to as, and we will not be breaking it down into three or four things. It's just too complicated right now. So Jammu and Kashmir, it is, and we are on the highway driving in. And I remember, I think first we went to uh, Ladakh or did we go to Jammu and Kashmir first? Jammu and Kashmir. Actually, we did two separate trips there. Yeah. Prashant, once think, we entered... I, yeah, the first one that we did was uh, through Manali. We drove up. Yes. And uh, into Ladakh. And uh, that was the first trip. And then you guys went to the valley separately. Then we went separately. Yeah. Rocks and Mayo. We went to via Jammu. The Rajma... See, were you there, Prashant? When you did the Rajma no, place? I guess yeah. you guys did that in Jammu, perhaps, yeah. or... Yeah, yeah, no, we did it in Jammu. In fact, so let me let me just clarify. The first time we went there, we went through Manali. We drove all the way up to Leh and then Ladakh and then beyond. And then the second time we went there, we flew in, I think, to Kashmir and then drove out, if I'm not wrong. And while driving out, shot all the way to Jammu and then down to Punjab. Then we went to a, a third time, if you uh, this, because we went to Ladakh and then we carried on to Siachen for the JN show. Yeah, oh, you right. guys went to the yes. high altitude warfare training school as well. Right. And the right. first time we went, I will never forget, the first time we went to Jammu and Kashmir for Highway on My Plate was in May of 2008 because I celebrated my wedding anniversary there. I got <laughs> married on the 17th of May 2008. On the 18th of May, late night, we flew out and I had my honeymoon in Pelgam, which is supposed to be a honeymoon destination. Problem was that my wife had got switched and Rocky was there next to me. So I remember for on, on my honeymoon, walking down this, this narrow Some path. Guys. And, um, some so guys have all the luck. Instead of a skinny 55-kilo girl, you got a 110-kilo man to enjoy your honeymoon with. Correct. What more can you ask for? And, and there, was, there was... To add and a full injury. camera crew. And a full yeah. camera crew in, Mary, in case you wanted to get famous. And, and to add insult to injury, Pura Vazwan We finally went there. We were looking for Vazwan Vazwan. It was there in our food court. We found yes. a place where they did some of the stuff, but it was not the complete Vazwan thing. So honeymoon to honey and wedding fees bhi mila. So, you know, this is going to be another episode that will leave many of you dissatisfied. So, because so as, 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 we would say, as we would say in the old days, Dene ke lene pad honeymoon pe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just like Mayur, this episode will leave many of you dissatisfied because between Srinagar and Jammu, of course, and Leh, there are so many places to see and to eat that it is not possible to pack it all into one episode. So the experiences there are huge. So just give you guys a little bit of a heads up right there. So Prashant, why don't you start with the Jai Hind ka nara. You guys, other than the food and the travel shows we shot, you guys had gone and shot at the high altitude warfare training school where the Indian military trains its young javans yeah. and, and officers to deal with the heights of Siachen. Right. We did both the summer school, which is in Sonmark, and the winter school, which is in Gulmark. So we visited... Uh, for Jehan, we visited uh, JNK twice, and um, 
it's 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 quite remarkable because those are very special places you know like in the in the in the winter school they teach them avalanche rescue they teach them skiing and skiing at a very high level i mean with their guns and you know all of that and ready to sort of jump behind a, a drift of snow and fire at the enemy and all of that so it's 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 quite an experience actually to see them you know so close close up in in the so way they've been rocky must have fit right in with his quick lightning james on move absolutely and they can find rocky because they buried him in, under snow yeah in fact in fact because of the avalanche rescue thing we buried rocky under the snow and literally <laughs> quite literally like his nose was at least under 6 inches of snow for a few and then seconds. as you guys are running away the officer said isko le to jao you said oh damn spoiled again isko isko it all looks like snow to us we not trained aap kutte bhejo hum chale you can never keep a good band down boys so what they did was they laid me down on the ground they made a little hollow and then they knocked over this sort of 3 foot wall of snow onto me just 3 feet so i must have had maybe 6 inches to 1 foot of snow maybe 1 and 1/2 feet of snow above me and i can tell you that it was one of the most terrifying moments of my life because even with 1 and 1/2 kilo inch uh, feet of snow on top of you and remember in those avalanches in those high mountains sometimes you can you know be buried under 20 30 feet of snow even with 1 and 1/2 feet i could barely breathe the weight was crushing it was so hard i knew that these guys were going to take me out but i was still almost panicking it's only because i have nerves of steel and extreme good looks that i managed to stay under those 5 or 7 minutes that took for the dogs to find me and then for these guys to drag me out but it was terrifying yeah it was it must have been terrifying because when you came out of that hollow you know you were your your face yeah. gave it all away you were just so <laughs> glad to be breathing in fresh air so so that was the that was the winter school that we did in gulmarg and then we that same summer we went um, the next year in the summer we went up to, to the, the summer but yeah but yeah but there's so much to talk about the winter school i mean you know it's this is the high altitude warfare school where you know all the troops that sort of are positioned in jammu and kashmir and uh, the high altitude areas of india in the mountains the uh, the officers and the men are taken there and given training on how to acclimatize and fight in those conditions and they are vicious because i remember this was stood out very clearly in my head the first time we went there these guys came on their skis and they jumped down and they sort of made a line and they started firing their guns and when i looked the guns were white so i was like what is that and they had gauze bandages wrapped around their guns and i was like why do you have gauze bandages and then they all turned and they said ye dekhiye and they showed us the right cheek so when we looked at these guys all of them had a little mark on their right cheek you know just uh, below their eye and i was like what is that and they were like when all the rookies come here they don't realize that the the gun metal becomes so cold at minus 20 minus 30 minus 40 that when they put it up and they put their cheek on the metal the cheek sticks to the metal and when they rip it off they get this gash on the cheek and that is how difficult the conditions up there can be so just even a simple thing like putting a gun up to your face to fire it needs to have training and then everything you need to be trained for otherwise your survival chances are very poor and that's why that school is so brilliant because they really train these men well there's also one very special thing about the uh, hoz high altitude warfare school which is that men and officers train together they're called a stick so there'll be one officer and five men so these six people will train together they will eat together they will sleep together they will do everything together it so it's not like the officers are trained separately and the men are trained separately the jawans and the officers work together as a team and that team means that you have to stick together with that team so if one fellow is falling behind in some exercise everyone has to sort of carry that person's load as we experienced then in the summer school you remember that 14 kilometer run that they had oh yeah man oof incredible yeah and and i remember where prashant i remember where you found the nice angle there is a lovely angle we will go up that hill 
Oh, that right. hill was a bloody 55 degree incline on that hill. We yeah. climbed up thinking that if we slip once, we'll fall down and break our neck and go down one kilometer. And we climbed up about uh, maybe about 300, 400 yards, 400, 500 yards up. On all fours. We were so afraid of even like, you know, oh. we were literally crawling up. Yeah, literally. Like, like just imagine like the camera guy, one of the camera guys dropped a square battery and it bounced and fell and rolled and reached 400 yards down into the grass. Yeah. And these guys were supposed to go through the whole 14 kilometer run including up that slope and they were carrying and pulling and bringing each other up and it was such a difficult situation but they were doing it as incredible to watch yeah with the rifle and it's, it's like a 23 kilo load that they're carrying on their shoulders yeah including the backpack and the rifle and all of that Mayor, you're an enthusiastic mountain climber did you enjoy it as much as the mountains that you climb yes absolutely the only bit i didn't like was the bit when i was like trying to ski remember they had us trying to do ski classes <laughs> And it's yeah. okay when you start going down if you can keep your legs very straight. Yeah. yeah. Then stopping is always a bit of a problem. So that 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 bit was hard, but it was beautiful to be out there. And then later when we talk about Shachan when Rocky and I did the ice climbing using crampons, that that was also fantastic. Also, but in in, in so you remember much, the summer I, I, school? Summer yeah, school, yeah. you guys did that flying fox thing. Remember yeah, the, coming the, face down, rappling down the uh, rock face. Of yeah. course, they had you nicely harnessed and all that. But it must be really scary because you were like coming down 250, 300 feet, you know, up this rock face. You were just coming, sliding down this rock on, on, on the rope, you know, face down, like like soldiers would do it when they're attacking the enemy. You know? Yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, we had two choices. One was you rappel down a 150-foot slope. So you had to really go around and climb. And it was such a ridiculously steep climb with such large gaps. I mean, there was literally a point where we had to almost but I had to almost like jump and grab the rock above me to be able to pull myself up just to climb up to the point from where you could start rappelling down. And in case you're wondering what rappelling is, it's that thing where you tie the ropes and then you sort of come down the mountainside, bouncing against the mountainside, steep cliff. Which, which Rocky did at a commando school, except he didn't bounce off the wall. He just decided to bounce straight down. <laughs> we, will, we will tell you about this when we get to Uttar Pradesh. Yeah, but uh, it was deliberate, by the way. It wasn't, it wasn't an accident. I just want to point out, Niku, that because those guys were champions at climbing up, I claimed <laughs> that I was going to be the fastest coming down with, because of my weight. <laughs> Which, Rocky, by the way, you were. I mean, the I last was. 15 feet, you fell so fast. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. I you controlled the whole drop. Yeah. So, from the hardships of the high-altitude warfare training schools, we our motto is, make food, not war. We will take you to the gentle honeymoon place of Srinagar and Pahalgam and other such. We shall end with Ladakh, which is my favorite place in the country. Uh, it is special for me for a variety of reasons. Just one more thing. Uh, in Siachen, uh, you cannot be stationed there more than twice, I think. And maximum you can spend is three months. You're not supposed to be there more than three months. Right, because of the high altitude sickness, because of the atmospheric pressure and reduced oxygen. And up there at, at the Siachen, up there on the glacier, they actually have a helipad made of chocolate, we were told. Because the chocolate gets so hard, it's hard as rock. So, half of it is inedible. So, they've just got so many of them over the years. They've just made a helipad of it. Yeah, so, but it wasn't. That wasn't true though. There was no helipad made of chocolate because I checked. Because I really wanted to eat chocolate at that altitude. Oh, but that's why done. you were stuck to that helipad with your tongue for like half an hour. <laughs> No, but that may be true for, you know, one of the forward posts, but we were at base camp, obviously at the base camp, they don't have any such helipad. I mean, that's completely mm -hmm. bull, but maybe in a forward post they do. The base camp is, 
you know, it's about 18, 19,000 feet. And then you go up to a 25,000 foot level. So three months is your duty at your post. And some of the posts need 25 days just for you to be able to walk up to it. And why can't you just be taken in a helicopter, you may ask. That's because a helicopter, I mean, the cheetah helicopters that we have, the Alouettes from France, the peak, uh, the peak sort of ceiling height for that helicopter is 12,000 feet. It shouldn't go over 12,000 feet. And here, Siachen starts at 18,000. So all the metal parts have been taken off. The helicopters have been made into these sort of bare skeletons that can take off at that altitude and maintain their height and climb up to 24, 25,000 feet where, you know, things like... Uh, kerosene, food, basic supplies without which survival is not possible because you, a human being cannot survive at 25,000 feet in the snow for three months without heating, without food, without nourishment, without his basic supplies. So these guys who fly those helicopters, man, they are real heroes here. I mean, they yeah, fly really. in conditions Absolutely. that you wouldn't believe. And, and the air is very sparse because there is hardly any air, there is hardly any atmosphere, which is why the you know the the rotors need air to push against to stay afloat. So that is why helicopters don't go hey, that far. Does does anybody remember when we were there? If you remember, uh, the four sick was was the right was the regiment that was posted there then, and we went and ate with their mess tent, yeah. and they'd shown us a clip of this movie that they were planning to make about how twenty one Sikh soldiers. Stood up against, I think, eight thousand Afghan the soldiers. Of Saragari, and now, eh? yeah. So, mm. but remember, they they showed us they showed us their uh, visitors' book and stuff, and they said they were they showed us a trailer of a movie that they were going to make with that, which I think later somebody told me Akshay Kumar made. Yeah, yeah but Kesri is based on that, I think, right? That battle. battle I haven't seen Kesri because I refuse to watch any film with Akshay Kumar in it. But, uh, before we move into Srinagar, well, I I watched yeah. it and I'm glad you decided not to watch it because it was just a travesty. <laughs> It was just, uh, I don't even know what they did in that movie, but the real battle of Saragari was a was a tactical, a battle of tactical genius where 21 Sikh soldiers held off 10,000 Afghans and, you know, they killed almost seven or 800 at least. That's the sort of story that I remember. And it was one of the most incredible feat of arms. They were communicating with a, with a very far away fort on the other side, but this was just a huge tactical victory. And, of course, a battle of bravado, last man, last bullet. They fought until the end. Uh, a complete sort of... I, I mean, this is a legendary story for men-at-arms. In fact, it's only one of the... It's one of the only battles that the Afghans have truly lost. You know, and you can count amongst them, you know, having beaten Russia and the US out of Afghanistan now. There was, but, but there's one famous one of that Baba Deep Singh Ji Shridhi also, no? But... We shall move on to towards Jaipur, uh, Jammu and Kashmir. Before we do that, just want to remind you, thank you for writing in and being part of this journey. Until this lockdown is on and you can't get to the highway, we will bring the highway to you through Highway on my podcast. We want as many people as possible to be part of this journey. So you can either click on the link directly and you'll become a member of the community that will get the newsletter, which will have images and some little anecdotes from us shooting behind the scenes. You can click on the link on the News Laundry page, which has this podcast on it. You can even get that link, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, because we've provided that link at the bottom of this podcast on every podcast platform. So you click on that and you will get the form which you can fill in to become a member of the community that is going to get these two young strapping men on the road so we can be back on the highway and not bring you the highway just via audio. But do subscribe to our newsletter and become a part of this community. And also give us a high ranking on that podcast platform so that other people can discover us. 
on that note guys do you want to start with jammu or srinagar or pehalgam we did a lot yeah let's, should we go up and come down pehalgam because we were there first okay let's go to pehalgam first the only thing i remember pehalgam is we got there really late at night and at least whichever part of pehalgam we were in there were hardly any hotels this is next to that river right it had Correct. a lovely view Correct. but room was from hell it was, was cold it was just like a sarai i think but the morning was beautiful man just sitting out in the sun having breakfast with rocky had that cute photograph with two nans and his face he was checking what's bigger than nano his face <laughs> not nano what they have it for breakfast the breads oh my god we'll we'll get to the bit i don't know they have the sort they have the lavash they have like the kashmir is famous for its breads i mean yeah. they have like 13 14 different types of breads i mean just in the two or three places the bakeries that we visited uh, we've been to um, the one in in uh, srinagar and then the one on the way up to gulmarg we stopped in sonmarg between those i think we counted about 13 14 different types of bread which are yeah. eaten at different times of the day dunked in their noon chaat or had with kewa it's amazing the legacy of bread they have there yeah? but the one that we had in pehalgam that was the lavas they call it a lavas it's a light lavas. large sort of a non kind of flat bread and it is completely delicious and they coat it with butter you know at that height it's so cold i mean we were there in the winter as well it's so cold that you need to have a lot of butter a lot of protein a lot of energy to be able to fight it so i remember sitting there on that in that beautiful garden with the lidder river in front and the lidder really moves fast it's like a big white water river and that mm. smell yeah, of the flowers mm. growing alongside so the edge and the so bloody sunlight clean. yeah such crisp sunlight yeah in fact you know that little memory of walking down we were walking down a mountain road and taking a shot and suddenly the wind started blowing and the whole world became covered with this snow and i was like what the hell where's snow coming from it's bright and sunny but it wasn't snow it was like little wild cotton pieces just flying in the wind mm. and everywhere you look this little pieces of cotton sort of this cotton substance millions and millions of them but they were like piled up against trees and within 5 minutes it was like white snow everywhere it was just in fact we have a photograph of that with that guy cuz there the highway has like every few hundred meters there's a you know armed you know the cherry and the strawberries this so was had, this this cotton thing sequence was on the drive from jammu to shrinagar correct we 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 passed yeah we we passed this one area where we bought cherries and and fresh strawberries and on the right you had the mountains you could see the the little we were looking we were trying to take photographs the waterfalls coming down looking like little shining glints of silver on the and then there was all this cotton that was going through and everybody's hands and lips were all like red from all the cherries and strawberries we were eating but prashant the drive from manali the first our first trip there yeah for home before uh -huh. the jai hind and the other shoots that we did right. Right. i remember that road was like screwed man i don't know how we made it across it remember it was so bad it was so bad when we left manali and we went up to this place where all the traffic was held up because this place called rani nala just before rotang pass that was flowing and when it flows it flows it's like a 100 yard stretch where it's just this keechad and water just comes in gushes and brings along with it stone and you know rock and the boulders and so on early that morning in fact one truck had almost got knocked off the road so they had stopped the traffic and when we were crossing it was like in bursts of like three four cars jaldi chalo jaldi chalo jaldi chalo type of thing and i remember we got in we were all in one vehicle right yeah we were there rocky mayur and four of us were in there i was driving and we got into this rani nala thing and it's just lush it's like about 6 8 inches of just lush which is moving and then these pebbles are and rock is falling on your left side and you have this deep gully on the right where if you sort of if some big rock hits you that's where you're going to end up 
and mm. we just made a rush for it and my god it was it was so scary it was, yeah, that was quite it was, was very quite. scary to go through in that in fact you know if you guys are ever planning to do this by road there are some stretches that are truly scary so you have to go there at just the right time i will tell you you should go there in the summer because we went there, i think it was march or something cuz the snow was just melting or maybe it was a little later but it wasn't in the peak ideal season and other whether it was the same time with prashant or okay maybe tell me for the different time we were again you know crossing we were criss crossing kargil lake shrinagar i don't know where and again we were passing this kacha road and there was like not a flash flood but because the river was uh, the snow was melting this yeah. kind of little rivulet across the road was becoming bigger and bigger and there was this jeep this basically eight seater that was stuck there with the gujaratis yeah. that were getting over <laughs> yeah, and i was the like yeah exactly and the sun was setting i was like you guys are here with your wives each of whom you know weighs as much as rocky kids little ones and you they just had mattresses and they had just and they were stuck the car wasn't moving and the kids were sitting inside and it was the sun was setting it, and skim yeah. quite it was we the same stopped. trip actually yeah it was yeah, the same we, trip we stopped all of us got off we pushed the car we got out of the water but i asked them suppose we hadn't landed up what was your plan like seriously man how about that adventure no yeah. it's uh, it's people don't realize this i mean now of course things are a lot better than they were but they're still not a safe place ladakh and uh, you know lake can be the areas around it are very very dangerous if you're not a decent driver and you have to go in tourist season when the snows have melted otherwise the roads can be deadly i mean i don't know if you guys remember this one point where we were trying to go around a little snow drift on the road that had covered one quarter of the road and as we were driving the ice started just moving the whole snow yeah. wall started moving across the road and almost pushed us off the road yeah. mm. and it was uh, it was terrifying i mean luckily the indian army was there you know long live the indian army they were everywhere just clearing roads and making these convoys taking these convoys up and down and their cheesy and their cheesy slogans be gentle on my curves yeah that was border <laughs> roads organization bro the bros Bros. Yeah, I'm. I'm very quiet because one minute I was having my honeymoon stroll next to Rocky and having lavash and keva along the Lidar River in Pelgam, and now suddenly we've reached on our route to Ladakh with Gujaratis. Did I did I take a little nap and miss anything here? No, but yeah, tell. Let's go back to Pelgam yeah. and tell us about. We also finally got a vase one in Pelgam, right? In that when it was raining upstairs. Uh, yes. It, it was either in Glacier Restaurant or Noor Mahal Restaurant, one of the two. and they told mm. us they said we don't have the full vazwan cuz you only get that when you have the weddings but they gave like seven or eight of the their favorite dishes uh, we got gutta we got the hista we got the 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 hak and they they had a combination they had they had that was something that we see all over the country now then it was still less is that they had this whole selection of kashmiri food but then they also had the paneer masala and the uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it always shows up yakhni versus paneer masala tabak mas versus mutton do pyaza but guys i had the most most incredible wazwan and a very authentic wazwan at a kashmiri wedding and i was this was a different show this was uh, you know with vineet uh, nikwa had gone to hmm. uh, srinagar to shoot with vineet bhatia chef vineet bhatia and we landed up at this wedding where they were having this wazwan and to see that wazwan that, that you know that wazwan we cooked especially the gustaba and the rista and all of that you know like it goes through that meat starts off and goes through with you know it goes past seven hands and each one with a different kind of mallet and it they keep beating it beating it beating it and until the seventh or the ninth person down the line has it just perfect like it's beaten completely into this very fine paste which he turns into these balls with a lot of fat and it goes into the pan and just 
tasting that wazwan fresh coming from the you know from the uh, from behind the house it was one of the most delightful moments of my life and in fact as you well know by now that i like to put my fingers in when we are shooting i happen yeah. to sit in on this because there was one person there four people sit around the tarami right so there were only three there because we were just you know we were just guests who just landed up there and they were kind enough to welcome us in so we needed a fourth person so i decided that i would sit in and you know <laughs> i wouldn't let how, that opportunity how kind of you but, but for all of you who are lost with all these terms let me let me just quickly walk you through it the best places to eat wazwan or a whole course of kashmiri dishes like a whole uh, meal consisting of several dishes of uh, several courses uh, that is a wazwan and uh, the wazwans are best served at weddings because they are made in bulk and you have these brilliant chefs who come from all around the region to prepare different dishes typically you'll have something in excess of 25 to 35 dishes 35 36 is of course the the top of the line ones you can even have 41 but 36 generally makes it full and you'll have you know things like zafrani morg there's safed morg methi korma tabak mas daniwal korma there's uh, you know uh, aap gosht uh, gustaba there is uh, dania korma mirchi korma rogan josh yakhni your mouth is watering so oh, man i love rogan josh yaar rogan josh banao yaar koi dinner pe bulao yaar बनाना पड़ेगा अभी तो लॉकडाउन गोश खाओ तुम और जब वो लॉकडाउन गोश खत्म हो जाएगा that's like the sign that all right dude this is your last course and then after that the meal ends you may lie down and die happily everything is so meat 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 hai mayur is is kashmiri food just meat is it i mean is there no place for veggies which is why kashmiri pandits are non veg pandits yeah they have a whole bunch of greens i mean they have that hak which is the yeah. which is the nice. but the kashmiri pandits a lot of them uh, did include meat in the diet because it also that altitude and with that temperature and that cold if you're vegetarian it's going to be really really hard yeah so did you feel ignored did you just make do with kashmiri apples and cherries nahi because remember in Jam- even if you're not in in jammu or peda whatever you're never far from really delicious rajma chawal so i remember they had rajma chawal there yeah dude rajma jammu ka rajma is very famous in fact we'll just get that out of the way there's this one very famous stretch which when we went there there was a dam being constructed in the distance it was a like surreal kind of peda peda mode it's called what's it called peda peda mode yeah so it has three four dhabas that apparently serve the best rajma chawal in the world and they put ghee with these ladles which are huge ladles so it's like half ghee half half rajma mm-hmm. but it is truly truly delicious i love rajma chawal and as a rajma chawal lover i can tell you it is one of the most satisfying rajma chawals you will get no it is it, the restaurant we went to was called uh, khajuria hotel and uh, you know uh, right in front it's on the it's like a the place is called pira mode the pira mode is like a curve on the road and on on the left side of the road and there are five or six dhabas together so khajuria is the one we get to and the famous rajma there is the bhadravahi rajma hai. that is why it's so spectacular it's a particular kind of rajma that you get only in jammu it grows there and even though the rice is not from there the rice was from up the one we had it was like a beautiful basmati correct and then they had that really nice anar chutney pomegranate chutney with it yeah, yeah. and then the ladles of ghee that they were they, they were putting up there man yaas with that pomegranate chutney oh, rajma yeah. chawal that's all they serve with lots of ghee 
and I, then here's the food tip you know you must go there you must eat there but you must go and sit in the back because when you go into the back you can see this sort of beautiful bhaglihar dam which is uh, you know there's this there was it was new that time i think it was made in 2007 8 i think the construction chali rahi thi i remember i could see the huge machines moving earth ah, but it's a massive dam and the water sort of falls over from the top so it's like a big waterfall it's quite a sight to see and you can see it from pidamore so get there and take the photographs on the back and thank us after you eat in your rajma chawal But what was it that ghee man? Why you remember that ghee ladle they were giving us? Yeah, giant, giant ones of ghee. They they completely love ghee in that area, don't they? Because a yeah. little far away from Pira, the next place we went to, which had, which they claimed has the sweetest water in the in the country, could. Do you remember that? And they they oh, made that share, ghee laden batisas with those big batisas. Share Bibi, Share Bibi. That was Share Bibi. Could was the other place. Uh, but but listen before we go i mean that that the ghee i just want to tell you don't ask for the ghee because if you ask for the ghee as the guy over there told me vadda peg hai ji ghee ke hoga vadda peg so they put 60 ml of ghee into your one plate of rajma chawal there's nothing left yeah there's only ghee <laughs> that's great but isn't it remarkable that kashmir i mean it's not that large a state frankly right i mean the valley itself is roughly about whatever 140 odd kilometers and by 30 35 kilometers wide and there are these two distinct cuisine yeah i mean the kashmiri pandit cuisine is very different from the kashmiri muslim cuisine you know for instance like the kashmiri pandits will not use uh, onion and garlic they will use a lot of asafoetida uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they will use fennel they'll use a lot of uh, what is this thing called uh, sauf and uh, hing for flavoring their food and like the haksa is such a simple dish but it is so flavorful it's just boiled water with mustard oil and fennel seeds and that's pretty much it here i mean you just bring it to a boil and throw in these greens and you have a lovely broth you know uh, of of haksa it goes so well with just plain boiled rice it's just so simple and yet so full of flavor from rajma chawal and pehlgam we quickly have to get to srinagar and ladakh because we have a lot to cover and ladakh i know there's a lot to cover cuz that's my favorite place so, so we are uh, okay. jumping all over the place where are we going okay, now yeah. let's stick to one let's from pelgam we've covered pelgam ho gaya aur ye rajma chawal ho gaya and kud ho gaya which was close by which had the sweet batisas with lots of ghee and lots of thing we had that meal and then we lay down on the grass and just lay there and had a half an hour nap yeah, yeah. and that was the first time we sat on top of a bus because there was no place to go and we had to reach the next place so we sat on the roof of the bus and went and that patisa is actually quite remarkable so if you ever there near could make sure you get off and get the patisa even though you'll have to wait in line because it's always full now i know jammu we did a bunch of chaat places and in uh, srinagar also we did the chaat place and of course we did the other regular food and the market on the on the lake but uh, before we do that i will say that when we guys were driving to srinagar there are some of the most magnificent beautiful drives in this part of the country yeah much of the road is along the river lidder and we yeah used to keep cracking up with this shitty joke follow the lidder <laughs> so do do this by road if you can and i hope kashmir jammu kashmir and ladakh are peaceful enough to visit once all this lockdown is over uh, but you guys remember we stopped they make these bats a lot of the bats and the hockey sticks come from the willow from the kashmir willow correct and we stopped at this place where they were making bats and hockey sticks and we ate there yeah you and ate the uh, bats <laughs> no no we didn't <laughs> eat the bats That Maybe not happened. the best statement to say in today's day and age right. that we ate the bats. <laughs> Be careful. These are cricket bats that are made there with the willow that grows in Kashmir. 
and then lots of these little little factories will come yeah, across it was it was it was uh, the vaishno punjabi dhaba it was in a place called bawan and mm. just a very very simple thing and they did punjabi style gobi alu and we did that whole eating sequence and then we went and did a whole fun sequence with the with the bat yes so yeah where are we going now boys do you want to go to jammu first or srinagar first yeah but the bat you know i i bought a bat from there i still got it is one of the best bats i've ever played with in my life because kashmiri willow is quite astounding and a lot of people claim it's better than english willow it's just harder to get now and you know they take you to these there are these bat factories where they are making these bats with a v on top and then they fit the handle in which is like the most difficult part but it is quite a skill and that bat is served me really well i played a lot of cricket over it you should see it it looks like it's 100 years old even though it's only about 10 12 years old but it's still the stroke is unmatchable and the so saffron so you remember the yeah, saffron you how many did you hit so right how many did you hit how many watts did i hit you must have hit people with it you you, you don't expect to believe you actually went to the so net you don't play cricket we know that jaisa <laughs> good not at all to jaisa to jaisa kalank to jaake log kahin pitda hoga pitda hoga tu tu gela cricket na hoga मेरे दोस्त के बारे में ऐसे मत बोलो ओके मेरा जेंटल क्रीचर है बट ही लेंड मी हिज बैट एंड देन आई बीट यू विद हिज बैट लिसन आई आई एम टोटली ऑल अगेंस्ट वायलेंस बिकॉज़ आई हेट इट आई मीन आई आई सॉर्ट ऑफ बिलीव यू नो आई आई बिलीव इन क्विड प्रो को एंड इफ समबडी गेट्स वायलेंट विद मी आई हेट आई हेट इट व्हेन दे गेट हर्ट सो बैडली सो आई ऑलवेज से प्लीज बी पीसफुल स्प्रेड लव एंड जॉय सो आई कैन स्प्रेड लव एंड जॉय राइट बैक एट यू but that bat was very good but the most the biggest story of kashmir is that you have to get saffron zafran when you go to oh, yeah kashmir. man of course that guy how verily got and did you yeah. go to pampur hadn't you when i wasn't there on that trip but i i thought we drove know. we drove past but it was in the wrong season there was nothing in the ah. fields at all it was completely barren yeah. no but this was a trader right next to the uh, next to the vaishno dhaba and he was selling exactly. no he exactly. all bought he's talking about him. he's talking about the place where all the saffron grows so we no, went there yeah. Yeah. but there were only gobies growing there and i remember we it was a khali size gobi <laughs> that we were tossing all over the place can we please put this somewhere in the food court lene gaye the zafran mila gobi listen there's one more thing i just wanted to mention before you guys move out of srinagar and this is i think this is not on one of our trips but i did this early morning shikara ride from this very beautiful boutique hotel i mean that's one place to stay in in srinagar it's called dar es salam which is it's literally at the edge of the nagin lake so so you uh, the shikara wala comes right there and picks you up and he, you know you ride through this nagin lake and into the dal lake early in the morning like at 334 for this vegetable market that takes place did you guys do that yeah yeah we did we we and, and right when we went there yeah it's a must do experience and especially the nagin lake is a beautiful lake most people don't go there i mean they just hang out in dal lake and all which is just a lake you know but if you go to the nagin lake it's got like these fields of water lilies like till as far as the eye can see you know and it's it's beautiful to sort of have the shikara sort of glide through those fields of water lilies and and when you land up at this place where they have this early morning market it's a hustle and bustle of boats coming by your boat and giving you garam garam chai and you know naan katai and stuff like that and you can haggle for vegetables and buy your fresh vegetables and take them home to your we shot that we yeah, we, we have prashant i have a question was this for yeah. another show this is for another show i think i did it with vinay rocky are you seeing a pattern emerge here all the shows that prashant produced and directed which was didn't have us Were like little boutique hotels, fancy Vaswan, <laughs> and and all the shows and, we went to. Half the time, Rocky would have chef. to wash his bathroom before he could use it. 
You know, there's a narrow channel that you have to pass through between the Dal Lake and the Nagin Lake, and just by the edge of that is this beautiful bakery. You know, and so at early morning, like six thirty, seven, they start baking bread. Yeah, so that's the place to stop and have a cup of tea and just have fresh bread coming out of the oven. And they bake all these really nice breads. You know, it's very crisp and tasty. In fact, and that's that's and one thing about uh, Srinagar. There's so many lovely bakeries. In fact, we've over the years we've tried at least half a dozen if not one dozen now guys hold that thought and figure out which is your favorite food experience that you're going to tell us about srinagar i have a couple of emails i want to visit but before i read out the emails thank you guys so much for writing in we're getting a huge response we're getting a lot of emails many of you have signed up so do mail us at homp2020 at gmail.com that's homp2020 at gmail.com with your food stories with what you think you'd like us to talk about where you'd like us to go next but this email is from Arunob. Arunob says, "Hi, Homp team. I never knew Abhinandan was part of the Homp team. Man, how do you end up doing New Zealand after doing Homp? Well, that's a story. <laughs> now that must be a story. Anyway, Homp has been one of the best food shows growing up. It was loved by me and by my parents. I'm from Lucknow, and would love to have a podcast on the Lucknow episode. I really love that class that Nawab took for Rocky and Mayur. Puriyan tali jati hain, paranthe seke jate hain. So funny." <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. That's one of my favorite stories also. Lucknow has two of my favorite stories. But when we get to UP, we'll tell you that story. Yeah. And uh, Arunab goes on to say, I hope this show restarts ASAP. Maybe you guys could approach Prime or Netflix to start a show on OTT platforms. The show could be better with less censorship. Thanks again for the entertainment you guys have given us. Arunab Malik. Thanks, Arunab. Thank you for your love, for your support and being a part of this journey. Yeah, and, and Nawab Saab was quite a genius over there. I mean, we were just sitting down and chatting in his room. Before the shot, and he just sort of randomly said, "Khana nahi banaya jata, janab hazamat banai jati." And I was like, "Wow, Nawab Sahib, you must use this in the show." No, no, he's he like, said, he said, "Nee, nee, nee, nee." And I said, "Nee, nee, ah, please, isko use kijega, please use this." And then when we unleashed him and we sort of pumped him up and gave him some confidence and said, "This is the line. This will become famous. Ah, please, bolie, please, bolie." When Nawab Sahib got in front of the camera, he slaughtered me. He destroyed me. He came up with all these lines. No, in fact, he was like uh, <laughs> he had the his 
hajamat banaya jati it was in response to mayur asking that why is one being cooked outside and one being cooked in the but we will tell the details of the story in the up episode this mail says hey guys it's from way it's been lovely to hear you guys talk about one of my favorite shows growing up i'd love to see you guys continue talk talking of those experiences so we can get a feel of the shared experiences eagerly waiting to receive the newsletter thanks in advance thanks wait thank you for signing up thank you for sharing your love and your experiences as well we have one mail that's coming from andamans but that we'll get to later so come on mayur you tell me which food experience or travel experience of shrinagar are you taking me to bread okay it was in the evening we'd actually finished the shoot for the day and we were all walking back and we had this little tattered uh, sort of curtain sort of thing with a little dingy bakery at the back and we went in there and there were these two old old gentlemen i think it was called a meer the meer bakery and they were baking one one guy came to like talk to us for a little bit in the at the back they were baking old oven like all the walls completely blackened and at that time they were breaking one of uh, kashmir's many breads it was called the satchuvuru which is like uh, really like a bagel it's soft on top crisp at the bottom and then they sprinkle sesame seeds or poppy seeds on it and then they put them out there has a little hole in the center and they were they were baking these satchuvuru i think we were like really surprised to learn because we were still learning about this bread baking tradition and i remember dipping that in the luncha and having that satchuvuru and that's one of my favorite bread experiences yes and there have been many guys we visited a lot of bakeries because when you go to jammu and kashmir like mayur said they have a lot of bread so do try you know as many bakeries as possible rocks tell me your favorite memory and experience of uh, shrinagar oh by far i think you know shrinagar is a city with a lot of history and a lot of culture and you know in the last few decades it's uh, it's sort of been beaten down but it's there's no way it's going out because it is there to stay and one of the finest places to go and actually enjoy an evening in shrinagar is uh, to go down to uh, khayam chowk So Khayam Chowk is a really busy chowk right in the middle of the city, and come evening and they start blocking off the road on either side and traffic flows around it, and the entire Khayam Chowk turns into a barbecue station where they bring out these loheka cigarettes, these metal barbecue things, and they bring out fans and coal, and there is meat barbecuing everywhere. So we went down there, and again, you know, we really enjoyed everything, and I was like, "Ek mutton 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 kebab dena." I think we are we asked for or something like that. and the guy turned around and said ye janab boti hoti hai boti isko sirf boti bolte hain aur isko sirf seekh bolte hain isko seekh kebab bhi bolte hain and of course after that little class the kind of uh, sort of kebabs they gave us the boti and the seekh was out of the world and you know that the thing is once you smell that barbecuing meat when you're walking oh, the smell God. in the air is just it kills you i mean you can't, yeah, you can't help but stop and yeah. eat and the mutton is so good this is a really small place so both of you couldn't fit right on the bench And Shera you, cafeteria. It was called Shera. That's why Rocky chose it out of a bunch. And, and Ajay insisted on shoving the camera into the fire to get that embers in the foreground and Rocky's face in the background. And I was like, "Yeah, the camera must be loud. You must be barking up the tree." Yeah, yeah. There was this. There was this uncle, this sort of chacha jan, who was so outspoken and so uh, rude. <laughs> but he was. But he was just so happy. Once I had the first five plates, he was like, "Ha, yeah, okay." So then he was very happy to be serving me. But uh, the mutton is absolutely brilliant in Kashmir, and and the way they do these botis is is unique. Very little spice and uh, complete big flavor. And they serve them with this like you know the sliced onion and radishes and cucumber mixed into a raita. And then there's the other one is the chutney, which is like uh, you know it's got spices etc. And then they give you the kebab and they give you these two chutneys with the lavas. Under it or a bakar khani under it. Bakar khani is a bread. 
so is the lavas and that flavor is just mind boggling here so make a note of kayam chowk go there in the evening hang around over there enjoy your evening and eat the kebabs they're just brilliant kya nahi sakte aajkal kya haal hai wahan khair prashant tu bata what is your lovely meal i have two very uh, beautiful memories one is of course at that wasban but it was one of the dishes that was served i had not known about that and at that time i was a little bit in shock they serve you a goat tail right and it comes somewhere in the middle of that wasban meal and this just it's literally like a tail and it's cooked in this yakni which is a spicy mildly spicy yogurt gravy and they put it on your rice and it just the the you know the meat is just falling off the bone it's it's just you can make out that it's a tail right so it's a bit it takes a little bit of effort to go through that but a very very nice dish and the other thing is that you know in that early morning shikara ride through nagin lake and stopping at this at this bakery and having this roti which i think if i'm not wrong it's called girda or roti itself i think it's girda which is like a it's got these fingerprints in it you know it's like they they sort of beat it down a little and they put it in the oven and when it comes out it's very crispy so yeah. they dip it in chai and they have it i'm not sure if i got the name right but i'd love to understand what that dish or the girda is. yeah yeah but that dish was fascinating and i've forgotten the name of that dish it has a specific name i don't know if somebody okay. can help out find it that's never stopped me from talking about stuff But yeah yeah in fact in fact they don't have very good brain curry so you know when you go in there they ask you they said you want heads or tails then accordingly they give you <laughs> so i have you know i prashant you were right it is called the girda or the sot ah okay i i've loved yeah. you know all the shoots we've been to in jammu and kashmir and you know we've seen it we've been there several times over the last many years and i've seen it deteriorate and that's really sad my one of my favorite memories is and i'll tell you why in jammu and kashmir it's rather sad our brothers and sisters in jammu and kashmir probably can't listen to this podcast because the internet there is only 2g and they had which has been reinstated after such a long time so i doubt that this podcast will load up there now again i don't remember the name but guys there was this cafe where these young people there's the big mosque and all these youngsters is like archi type cafe which had like hat-trick you know cook cafe the hat trick cafe and what was that big mosque over there it's next to that big crossing oh um, hazrat hazratbal no hazratbal jama masjid is also a big one but hazratbal is probably it's was it near a lake uh, no it was a very large road and it's a big mosque it's like this big roundabout and it's a large road is it a wooden mosque yeah, it is I, it, it, it was, was down the road from the hazratbal it was yeah. down the road from hazrat right so now we had a lovely sequence there and i agree in a place like kashmir where you have so much am- amazing traditional food this young wannabe archies place that is serving cold coffee and burgers but why i liked that experience was that the aspirations of the kids there were no different from the aspirations of the kids that we had in hyderabad or anywhere else but now when i see videos of those kids being you know I, now i'm not going to get into why they are like that or who's but there is a problem when those children who we have shot with who wanted to do the same things that our experience in assam valley school have done today you see they are stone pelters kashmir ke bachche aise hain waise hain and we ourselves are in a documentary i think it's really sad and while we are saying all this to you guys i find it highly unlikely that kashmir will be capable of being visited to the way we've experienced it in the next 4 5 years but i remember that because i was such a wonderful refreshing interaction with all the youngsters of of srinagar i mean for food lovers it's a real loss for food yeah and lovers, you know in fact loss. you guys we you're still talking about now i the first time i remember going to kashmir was in uh, 76 1976 and i remember uh, going there with my mother and you know my a whole family sort of gathered over there and then we went back for 4 years so 
you know, 76, then 79, 80, 81. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful place. And, you know, the, the, the gardens were so stunning. I mean, we never went to the uh, Nishat and Shalimar, the bars. Exactly, Kukkar Nag, Veri Nag. In fact, the mouth of the river Jhelum, Veri Nag. My God, the trout that you see there that's fishing in that kund. In fact, there's this song that's been shot of Shammi Kapoor. I'm dancing, but I can't remember the song. How the hell did you reach trout from Nishat and Shalimar? Because <laughs> <laughs> you see these big fish swimming. I'm guessing it's trout because you know it's the water's gushing out of the earth and it's crystal clear and you can bloody see every fish in there, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the trout is an introduced species that was taken up to Kashmir and has become quite popular. It's a small fish, very tasty fish. It's uh, uh, you know it's caught and it breeds well. And it's sort of in these high mountain streams, so trout's taken over. But but Srinagar is a good place to go to. Srinagar also has a couple of really good Rajma Chawal and uh, Kadi Chawal places. Yeah, we we went to one where Rocky tried to get us a bulk discount. He asked the guy, said, yeah, kya milta hai? The guy said, Chowmein, Chabis Rube, Rajma Chawal, Chobis Rube. And Rocky said, Agar char char leke art karne, to marko discount milega. He's like, nahi, discount nahi milta. Kane pe no discount. <laughs> no, but I remember we had a really good Kadi Chawal place as well. And there was this one chart place where we ate at where a few years later there was a bomb blast and it was really sad to see, you know, the place where we had gone and eaten. And that's happened to a few places that we've been to, in fact. I've Actually, seen. that's true, yeah. That's the one that happened in uh, in, in Hyderabad. We went to that in Hyderabad and also in Jammu or Kashmir. No, not in Jammu. German, German bakery in Hyderabad. German bakery in Pune. Well, but forget about that. This place is called the Krishna Vaishno Dhaba. It was right next to the Durga Nag Mandir. Uh, and uh, this is a beautiful little place. It's a nice temple to go to. It's small. There's a nice market where every, all the tourists sort of come there to buy little knickknacks. And when you go in there, the curry chawal is very popular. And the rajma chawal is immensely popular. Correct. And uh, it's just a nice place to go and hang out. Yeah, it's a sort of an easy place to go and eat and if you're going to try some local food. Mm. Yeah, and even back then, we were like, maybe we can run away without paying. And then we looked around, there were like about 1,700 cops in that whole square area. And we're like, I don't <laughs> think you can run away. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> Even if you're not guilty of anything, it might not be a good idea to run here. In fact, we played a game, if you guys remember. Let's see how many seconds we can yeah. count before we see another armed like platoon of hockey correct, guys. Correct. Could not go beyond seven. You count one, two, three, and just driving. By the time you hit seven, you see one more, one more, one more. It is so militarized, it's just ridiculous. True. But moving on from militarization. Guys, get ready with your Jammu stories because I'm down to get to Ladakh quickly and we just about... Are we going to leave Srinagar without one of my favorite fun stories about the gentle discussions we had with that giant driver that was going to cut the queue and the petrol pump in Srinagar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the giant hands. The Although it hands. In Srinagar, it was, we were just driving out of Srinagar and we had to Correct. fill gas. So, there was like... And, and like in most of these hilly places... I mean, there are very few petrol pumps that have gas. Most of the places nahi has petrol. So we were number three or four in line. One vehicle comes from the other side and parks. And uh, Satish, our driver, was outside. And uh, as usual, we were busy on our podcasts and shit. And then suddenly, Rocky says, that guy's coming from the other side. Let me go sort him out. So Rocky gets out of the car. He says, Aap galat side se of course, that guy must be local. I was like, I just hope, okay, guys, I'm going to do a stereotype joke. Don't kill me for it. I said, but Kalashnikov should not come out at AK-47 saying... <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> and then there was some pushing and shoving. And then this is I told I told Sarija Rocky go under with tried I got off. I tried to pull Rocky back in. Finally, yes, that guy came in line. And Rocky's no Rocky the police uh, the uh, the petrol pump guy. 
इसको आप नहीं दोगे क्योंकि गलत साइड से आया उटेट And if somebody jumps alive or I'm around, <laughs> I will stop them, even if they are six <laughs> foot six. <laughs> that has happened at many an airport. But okay, so with that, we are on that peaceful note. We're heading out of Srinagar and we're getting into Ladakh. But I have a couple of emails. This is Anand. He says, "Hey, Homp, I would love to receive your newsletter. The podcast is going great. I'm reliving the good old days, and I wish it be continued. And I'm looking forward to the future episodes. We all want the Homp to make a comeback." But if you go just by the response on your podcast, it won't give you the real picture of the number of people who want home to return. As not many people are into podcasts, keep doing great things. Regards, Anand. Anand, even by the limited podcast reach, we are still very thrilled with the response. But thanks, brother. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your concern. Spread the word. We will make sure as lockdown gets lesser and lesser likely, we will make sure we reach a wider and wider audience. Thanks for your support. Yeah, thank you guys. And just let you know, we're at number three right now. We're the third most popular podcast in India. There's a lot of people listening, a lot of people writing in, lots of love coming our Ooh. way. So thank you all of you out there, and you know more of you. Please hit the like button and make this, uh, so make sure that this reaches more and more people there, so our community can grow, and then we can finally get out on the road one of these days. Can we go to Ladakh? Yes, we can finally Absolutely. go to Ladakh. We can get to Manali, and we can drive out and get stuck in. Prashant's traffic jam again. <laughs> Now, guys, Ladakh for me is one of the most magical places in India. If there is one place in India that you should see, it is Ladakh. It has the most amazing sites. It has the most amazing monasteries. It has the most amazing drives, and it has the most amazing food also. Now, I'm not saying you'll have like the masalas or the complex cooking of Srinagar or even of Andhra or many parts of the country, but the cafes there, this laid-back attitude and a little. you know trivia that many of you would know may not in summer ladakh is like this tourist capital like the first time when they i think it was 98 99 prashant 99 i think right we went there no we went there. yeah 98 99 yeah that's right that's the winter so we and that time of course it wasn't teeming with tourists you know 99 95% of the tourists were europeans now there are a lot of indian tourists you know americans have found it everyone has found it but since it is so packed in the summer all those restaurants those waiters many of them in the winter are in goa because i remember i used to ask them that you are not from here he said look this is the summer capital for tourism like it is packed and in winter there's nobody here because it's freezing in minus 25 minus 30 so that is when you go to goa so all those restaurant waiters they go between goa and ladakh summer winter summer winter so just a little bit of trivia but it's beautiful you can should go to chair you should check out thikse these are monasteries you should check out lama yuru that's where the moon rocks are right prashant Right. That's the way to Kargil, and the yeah. drive from Leh to Kargil has the jalebi turns. It's got everything you want, man. Definitely go to Ladakh. By the way, the jalebi turns have, are no longer the route that you typically take. I, I'm sure that road is still open, but they've uh, they've got a new road which goes from under Lama Yuru, not over Lama Yuru. So this new road, new road is straighter and less tricky and dangerous. You know that earlier jalebi turn one used to go those twenty one twenty two. would rise up about 7000 feet 8000 feet 
And yeah, but the road over. the road that we took was uh, we went down to Manali and then from Manali we hit the Rotang. Yeah, and so from the Rotang yeah, with yeah. those mudslides, I remember there was a young officer who said, "Sir, I'll take the lead car, but you follow me. Don't stop for anything, no matter what happens." <laughs> and there were three cars in our convoy, and as soon as they gave us the green, this officer yeah. I remember just gunned his jeep, and we were right behind him. And yeah. by the time the fourth car crossed, it was almost got hit by these sliding rocks and water. But uh, very thrilling, yeah. And we got across, and the traffic jam must have been about, I, I think, about fifteen or twenty kilometers long, yeah, from that point. I mean, it was never ending. From a place called Mari, which is like where the, you know, I think the road really sort of becomes rough. From Mari to all the way to Rani Nala, it oh, was a pretty, I, yeah. It was about yeah. at least about eight ten kilometers. Yeah, and, but and the rest just, of it was how beautiful was the rest of it? Just, I mean, Leh and Ladakh itself is a beautiful destination. But again, just the drive, do you remember? Despite all the hardships. Very beautiful. There was one Very place, beautiful. there was like a, that little tented city where we stopped. And inside the tent, we ate… Sarchu. Uh, uh, was it Sarchu? No, yeah. it, was, it was called Ramanagara or tent. No, Rama. no, Sarchu. Sarchu is where we stayed and uh, it was very cold that night, if you yeah, recall. Yeah, it was so bitterly I th- cold. Bitterly I think cold. we had driven in in the end of Feb, beginning yeah. of March and it yeah. was yeah. really cold. Yeah. And I remember uh, we, when we stopped for a couple no, of days… Okay, it then, would have been later because Rotang would not have been open at March, it was March, I remember. Oh, it was April. Open. It was maybe April. And it was that late? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we Siachen we went to in the winter. This yeah. place we went later. Yeah, but but I remember stopping at Koksar. I remember that mutton curry oh. at Koksar. <laughs> that was so good. After yeah. Come down Rotang. Yeah. That you come place. from Rotang, you come all the way down, or you have to register your car entry into right. the thing saying we are going into Ladakh. And that Koksar has the most incredible mutton curry served at some Real sort of inconspicuous little eatery. It was basically plastic tarpaulin sheets ka tha wo dhaba aur kuch yeah, matlab one dhaba ka jhoka hai to dodo. Ah, there was a yeah. big fat policeman who was sitting in there. I've got a photo of his. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's freezing. It's but you know it's so stark. Like when you drive through Ladakh, you see this one mountain. It's purple in color because probably whatever element is purple, magnesium. It's you know heavy in that. One is green in color. You know which is probably heavy in iron or whatever else it is. It's just beautiful. And because it has so many foreign tourists, it has very, its menu. In fact, I remember way back in '99. Now, to lemon tea, mint tea, and all you get everywhere. Back then, even in five stars in Delhi, you would only get cappuccino and yeah. tea. There was no like French press here. Wo Ladakh mein tab bhi milti thi, kyunki True. itne bahar se tourists aate the. So, may I since you're the connoisseur of fine coffee amongst us, is it all shusha or is do they actually have? Fine coffees and they have pancakes and maple syrups and ye wo patani tuta. They had they had decent stuff. I remember we went to that pumpernickel German bakery which turned out to be owned by a sadarji, mm. and he had those giant uh, giant cookies and the sandwiches and and decent coffee. Not not fantastic coffee. We we had really nice coffee at another place which we'll talk about. But I remember the pumpernickel German bakery rocked. Do you remember there's that giant sturdy who came in? I <laughs> Germany lagda. Rocky asked the Surdi, he's like, Kao, he's like, Chandigarh to Ayo. He's like, Kya karne? And he was just in his, he was just Riding in his motorcycle. Suit. And no, his no, chappals his, and gila. And a motorcycle like, jacket. Yeah, 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 motorcycle and, jacket. Yeah, and he was like, Kai jagato, sir, pair upper karkiana padago, pani itnata, nadime me paragia. And Rocky asked him, he said, Yeah, Kya karne? He said, Menesunata, happy cookie, or whatever, Savacha milta me kana. He said, Uskiba Kyagargo. So, motorcycle pe ke chale <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this 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 guy was a legend. Yeah, he had driven up from Chandigarh. I you know it takes hours. Just Chandigarh to Manali is like is 10, 10, 11 hours. Yeah. 
and then Manali to Leh is another 13 hours. So he had done 24 hours of driving almost in his Kolapuri chappals in minus sub-zero temperatures. What a dude he was. It's a 24-hour journey from Manali Minimum. to Leh. It's 450 kilometers. I mean, only taxi wallas do it in about 17 odd kilometers, 16, 17 hours. But otherwise, Achha. it's a good 24 hours with a night halt. Even there, huh? But the study yeah, probably yeah. did it in 12. <laughs> the way he was, what? I wouldn't have put it past him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this guy was incredible. I remember he was in his pajamas and a Kolapuri chappals and his uh, biker jacket. And he jumped onto a bike in Chandigarh. And then, you know, it's what, 10, 11 hours to Manali. And then from Manali, it's what, like 20 hours to get to Leh. And he did that whole stretch, just had some food. And then he turned around and went all the way back. Now, that's a serious biker, man. If you think your bikers yeah. deal with this guy in sub-zero temperatures in Kolapuri chappals, man, incredible. Across across passes like, uh, what, what you got Tanglangla there, you got Paralachla. You got, you got to like 17, 17 and a half thousand feet. Five and a half thousand meters where mountaineers yeah. wear four layers of clothing. And here is Happy Sardi coming there in his Kolapuri chappals and his... And his <laughs> man, a traveler is a traveler. You know, in fact, in 99, when uh, Prashant and I had made this documentary in Ladakh called Chadar, which is basically a 130-kilometer walk from the village of Chilling to Padum in peak winter, you know, when it's minus 30, minus 40 degrees. And the only way in and out of all the villages in um, Zanskar is on this river. At that time, we had gone up to uh, Khardungla. That's 18 and a half thousand. Yeah. And the Fauji's there. There are a lot of these Sardars there. Those Fauji's, they move around in slippers, yeah, chappal. I guess they're always working now, working, yeah. running up and down. So you yeah. see this very, I was like, they're in rubber chappals and I was in my, you know, we took all sorts of equipment. In mm. fact, back then we couldn't afford all these sub-zero socks. So the Indian Mountaineering Federation here in Delhi rents you those sub-zero jackets and sleeping bags and socks. So like the socks are two rupees a day. The jacket is 10 rupees a day. The sleeping bag 20 rupees a day. And we rented those out and rented <laughs> in our Nike so, yeah. boots. And yeah, Nike boots. Yeah, so, but listen, just because you guys are showing off doesn't mean we didn't go to Khardungla. We also went, and that is the highest highest uh, mark that Mayur ever left. And Khardungla was eighteen thousand four hundred feet, I think, and Mayur was up in the snow. E- even in Baralachla, I took. And he left it at eighteen thousand two hundred two. It's it 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 was it's unfortunate, man. It was there. It was when we passed Baralachla also, I think. And that time, I think two people had to go. The camera guy, Rocky, somebody else had to go also because we were stuck there for a while. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about altitude, but yeah. So so that was the German pumpernickel bakery. But the really nice coffee we had, I remember, on our first trip when we went, in the evenings, we'd met somebody and they took us to this place, which was at the back, at the back of the main lay town where you could see all the, the whole mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was a moonless mm-hmm. night. You had all oh, these yeah. stars out there. And there's this guy, he made, I, I don't remember what we ate. What I do remember is we had chocolate momos for the first time. The momos filled with chocolate. And he gave us really good coffee. And yeah. it, it was like all, they had like river stone, pebbled river stones as, as the flooring. And right. really good coffee and chocolate momos. And I think yeah. it was like the young people were hanging yeah. out. It was this new place. It was new right. hip and happening place. And they had this desserts and coffee kind of shit. Yeah, I Correct. remember that. Correct. But Leh has some really amazing restaurants and breakfasts. Huh? So you guys, the sausages and omelets and videos. Let me see if I can get the name of that place. Maybe somewhere in my... So we, I, I remember going down here. I think it was in... Jispa or Jispa or it was slightly ahead of that. There was a the canyons. No, there was a there was a young uh, Ladakhi boy who had started a 
sort of dhaba where we stopped to eat and drink and somebody had stolen his board he said i had a board but somebody has taken it <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. we we sat down and we ate some uh, maggi noodles and some boiled eggs and some dal sabzi and inside he had beds just wall to wall beds about 20 of oh, them yeah. where you could stay the night for right. you know 100 rupees and that's the kind of dhabas you have there because there is no no, no life between passes so when you go from one pass to the other if the pass is closed you'll have to go back all the way and it's very very dangerous because of the altitude and the cold so right. each pass has one restaurant or dhaba on one side and one on the other side of the pass and what they do is they basically give you garam garam food hot food and they give you a bed if you need to stay and it's almost for like no co- oh it was called upper zingzing bar season and they really suffer hardships to make sure that everybody gets food and shelter so hats off to that young man at upper zingzing bar and whoever stole his board shame on you give it back <laughs> so what about the donkey sanctuary uh, mayur you've listed donkey sanctuary here oh, you guys don't remember that i remember that very we, we well we shot we shot at the this is we were doing our closing thing there and we we shot at this place where, where rocky dressed up in this traditional outfit and cooked at this thap and then people told us they said there's this guy and he looks after all these all these uh, uh, the donkeys and the asses which are first used for labor and for carrying stuff then when they get too old they're abandoned so i've started a donkey sanctuary and so we went there to shoot the donkey sanctuary that had all these old donkey you don't remember that niku were you not there because we were shooting the final thing and a donkey went in between ajay's uh, yes yes that we were saying in a different place a little yes right. i know this wrong so my yes. friend stanny set it, set this up and yes, we, yes. we we were actually staying in his guest house and he pointed us in the yeah. it was really cute that, <laughs> stanny that night came and got trashed with us yeah <laughs> he was like flying i was like boss so jata hai kal so out ke shooting bhi karni hai he put out a real party for us yeah with all those flame throwers and all those things right yeah yeah it was it was yeah. wonderful to see because you know we we were watching and he said we've got some very really nice entertainment we've got some local dances for you guys and this bunch of guys and girls came out and they sort of did this dance where they put one foot four inches ahead of the other slowly and they sort of tap their feet and they slowly shuffle across and that's the dance and then it stopped and then this loud music came on and some guy he said i've got a guy from punjab who's come i just want to see how good he is and this boy came out somersaulting and did this mad dance yeah for about 6 <laughs> or 7 minutes <laughs> and this is after prashant said they just stopped explaining to us that you know it's so high that you lose oxygen you have to be very careful if you move fast you'll faint you could die and this guy just came and did the most energetic somersaulty dance i've ever seen in my life and uh, it was that was a lot of fun that was a fun evening man great food though he was twirling something on fire right i mean he was yeah, twirling yeah. his abdi arcs with some some <laughs> yeah. something burning and it was a little more lively than the ladakhi dance let me tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but i'll tell i'll tell you coming back to the donkey sanctuary i remember what was really lively was right at the end when we were delivering our lines this donkey went in between ajay's the camera guy's legs and he was like <laughs> he was on his toes trying to take the shot because ajay being ajay he didn't want to lose his shot yeah. and the donkey sort of carrying him along right. that was the sequence where we made all jo- all sorts of jokes about like i feel like a little ass and don't be an ass and here's my big ass and here's your small ass and 
they're all going <laughs> to hell none of them made the, made made the, made it to the show right yeah but of course i am the only one who i am the only one who sort of classically educated out of you so my jokes were like yahan pe donkey hote hote yahan pe donkey hote and you guys are like what that's not even funny and i was like wow oh, yeah you guys <laughs> well you can polish up on your parting memory and your food court uh, while i check out kiran's email kiran says hey guys this is kiran a mechanical engineer from bangalore I loved your first podcast on Karnataka and watched most of your shows on TV and YouTube. I had the opportunity to go to the Andaman Islands because of my father who was working there for five years. I couldn't find any video of you guys in the Andamans. I'd like to share my experience of different biryanis you get in Andaman. Majority of the people in Andaman are Bengali, Telugu, and Tamil speaking, so you get mostly three kinds of biryani. The Bengali version is sweet with juicy chicken and dry fruits, which gives you that sweetness with papad, which is unique. The Telugu version is a bit spicy and dry, which tests the capacity of your tongue to bear the heat of spices. Then there's a Tamil version which is good aroma and lots of oil that makes the biryani slide down your throat easily. If you guys have not been to Andamans, I would surely like you to visit this peaceful place with so many people from different cultures and make a show about it. FYI, the tender coconut you get here are huge. Thank you, lots of love. Hope you guys are back on the road to discover new unexplored places. One of Thanks, the few places we haven't been. Andamans, yeah, we didn't ever go. Why no, Tripura and the Andamans is pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Why oh, it takes a long time getting there or what? Tripura, yeah, we tried a few times and we were a cheap show and you had flights to take. So we, if if we couldn't drive there, we didn't go. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't drive, you couldn't go. I'm the driver. करते On that note, uh, sorry if we missed out some place that you would have liked us to cover, but there are lots of monasteries there. We ate at those monasteries. You know, there's there's stunning things to see in Ladakh. We'll need a few episodes to do that. You you know very quickly I. if we can wait till the next time but i don't know if you guys remember when we went to that thikse monastery and we and we sat there and we ate with the monks and stuff yeah we had a conversation with one of the senior monks and he said that we have these records and of things and stuff and he mentioned at that time and this was before the cloud burst so mm. i've never forgotten he said that in our books and all we have that in the coming one or two years or something and all that there's going to be a big flood in ladakh because like we are not looking after the environment and people are not respecting it and stuff and i remember we had a conversation about this because about a year year and after that they had that huge outburst and outburst floods right. which they'd never had in ladakh yeah. and that thikse monastery guy he he called it he said they had 800 years back they had this in their records that this would happen chalo bhai i am to not one for superstition but kehte hain when it will be proved it will be proved on that note boys yeah let's have your food quotes but and the, tell us where we are going next week did we ever prove what happened to the car that drove by itself on the magnetic hill <laughs> <laughs> no there's a, yeah there's a magnetic hill which pulls your car you should try that out also <laughs> it pulls it uphill basically you sort of uh, you look up at the road and you're down and the road is higher than you and then when you leave your car in neutral your car starts moving on its own up the slope so they claim it's a magnetic hill but being a golfer and having played golf at the shrinagar golf course i can tell you that when you're on the slope of a large mountain your general angle is down downwards and even if on that large slope there is a small slope where you're actually you think you're going upwards and you are overall you're still going downwards does it make sense to you as yet no, or no you know no no it doesn't uh, make any sense it it makes sense, sense, sense when a jeep just too. went by and somebody there's some adventure happened with it it yeah. the, the, that shot and, didn't go off as planned because the car was supposed to go by and somebody no, went chasing because, after it because Listen. we had to we had to shoot it where you guys get off the car yeah. while there's no one in it and it goes And I had put Subodh that back there that if there's any other vehicle come, we have to abandon the shot because you don't want to get run over. 
So right. every time a vehicle came, he said, "Cut, cut, stop the shot." Then we had to get back in the car, and then we had to put on the side. Oh, no, you you were in the car hiding underneath. With oh your yeah, I was hiding under the car <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise the car would have run off. Yeah. Otherwise the car would have run off. Yeah. I don't know how I would have stopped it. You know, ducking under. I would have also probably gone off the cliff with the car. But okay, we had hairbrained schemes, just like. Oh my out. God. Yeah. And 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 one last thing I remember is is we were on our way to find Nemo. Yes. Oh, we I made all I, those jokes about finding <laughs> Nemo, which is near. They have a stop there, which is famous for its chola bhaturas and its chai pakoras and stuff. Right. And a little further, we went and did that thing with the confluence of the Indus and the Zanskar River. Zanskar. Yeah. Rocky yeah. on one side, me on the other side, talking like we were talking from different parts and talking yeah. about what no, we there saw. No, there are beautiful. There are beautiful places over there. And in fact, after the shoot was over. we went up and uh, you know we we stayed had the good fortune of being able to stay with the army uh, we stayed we went to a place called rizangla which is where uh, captain major shaitan singh bhati fought this incredible battle against the chinese so we went to that whole area and we looked around but that's a story for another day i think we are out of time we should we should seal this one up right niku yes we should so gentlemen let's leave our audience with the food court and a promise that we'll be back with the next episode Should we make it to Uttar Pradesh, boys? Yeah, why not? I love UP. Two episode, three episode, UP. Yeah, we can go there for we, sure. We'll, we'll be back next episode of Uttar Pradesh, but right now we leave you with our food quotes. Okay. Right. With cheap production budgets and a really cheap director, we were always traveling in a car. Whether we went down the coast or we went up in the mountains to Upper Zingzing Bar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had a fabulous dreamt of honeymoon in Pahalgam. The only problem was it wasn't with my wife. It was a with a very big song. <laughs> okay, that didn't rhyme, but okay, never mind. But who says poetry has to rhyme? Yeah, <laughs> we are like Ravindranath Tagore and Shakespeare and such people. Gar baharso hamin asta wali line is fine, but a pity a place like heaven should meet this fate, whatever it be, union territory or state. Wow, wow, wow! Good thought. मतलब wow, मतबल wow. मतबल मतबल थोड़ा हमने यहाँ थोड़ा पॉलिटिक्स डाल दिया मैं मतबल तू जेल जाएगा तो हम ना जाने ताने I don't know this boy मतलब मकबल के ग्लव में लोहे का थप्पड़ वाह 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 on that wonderful note thank you guys for joining us just want to remind you again as long as the lockdown is on we will try to keep your spirits up and your energy focused towards going on the highway and until you can get to the highway we will bring the highway to you through this podcast highway on my podcast and whatever city you're in if you can help it and if you're aware of people starving or not having enough to eat step in do something work with whatever local organizations you have or with the government and just make sure if we have the privilege of feeding ourselves no one in our city should starve on that note good night boys good night good See night you lads all the best eat drink be happy be good to each other bye cheers all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.